Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today and welcome welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about being here today. Another day, uh, what's today? Uh, October 24th, 2021. Amen. This is the month of my wedding anniversary, so I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us after all these years. God is wonderful. I don't know about man being wonderful, but God is wonderful. God is still doing business in the same old way. When we say same old way, it means that God don't change because he's not like us. God doesn't change his mind the way we do. God doesn't uh, uh, get upset with people and fall out with them overnight the way we do. Uh, God don't reject people uh, because he don't like the way they look or how they dress and God just don't do those type of things. That's how I like about God. That's another, add that to the list of the things I like about God. Every Sunday, all the time, Bible study, I'm always talking about something I like about God. They should be adding those to the list of things I like about God. All right, tonight, this afternoon, this Sunday afternoon, I want to talk to you about a, a very uh, interesting topic that I feel so many people fail to understand. I feel a lot of people fail to follow it. A lot of people fail to do it. And so they get horrible results. And that is waiting on God. Waiting on God. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because a lot of people don't know how to wait on God. I don't care what you tell them. I don't care what you show them, they don't know how to wait on God. Now, it's really important to understand about waiting on God because waiting on God is very, is really, really important. It's a very important thing to do to, to wait on God to move in your midst. Uh, but I think one of the greatest parts of waiting on God is knowing God for yourself. A lot of people don't know God for themselves, so they don't know how to wait on him. Amen. Bow your heads with me before we get to the service today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are listening to this, watching this broadcast, listening to the podcast, or however they may be receiving, receiving this message today. I ask that you touch every liberal soul and break every yoke in their life. I ask you open their understanding that they will receive your word and let it take root in their heart and mind. If they'll learn how to wait on you, and they'll learn how to walk with you while they wait on you. I ask that tonight. And look on those in other countries, those behind the iron curtain, those that don't have the freedom and liberty to serve you the way we do here in the United States. I ask that you touch their lives, bless their lives, have mercy on them and give them grace. But your grace is sufficient for them. I ask you to touch them in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible. Those of you that have Bibles, get your Bible. Today, as I say, sadly, a lot of people don't know how to wait on God. <laughs> but the funny thing about waiting on God, people wait on their paycheck. Okay, there's some people try to get advanced on their paycheck. That's some job, no job. But waiting on God is important. It is something that we must do. 
And there are benefits of waiting on God. We're going to get to that. But first, I want you to go with me to the book of Acts. And the first chapter. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 and verse 1 to 5. Excuse me, 4 and 5. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Listen what it says. And being assembled together with them and commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he would say if he Ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Let me read it one more time. And being assembled together with them, and commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, uh, uh, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. It's interesting. This is the Lord talking to the disciples at this time. This is the Lord talking to the disciples. To wait for the promise of God, which is the Holy Ghost, that will come many days hence. That will come a few days later. But they had to wait for the endowment of the Holy Ghost to help them get the job done. They had to wait. Today, these preachers just run out there, start running revivals, opening churches and becoming pastors overnight. They ain't waiting on God. They're not waiting on God. So the apostles at the time were disciples. They all went into the upper room and their families and other people with them. Those that was part of their family that was walking with God. And they waited and they tarried and worshiped and blessed God during that time. But there was one thing that was unique about them waiting on God. You know what that was? They were all in one accord. They were all in the same mind, in the same thought that they wanted the promise from God, but they knew they had to wait. Because nobody had been endowed like that with the power of God. No whole group of people at no time had ever been endowed with the power of God like that. The prophets were moved by the power of God, but these people were going to be filled up and overflowing with the Holy Ghost. They had to wait for the promise. Now, this promise nobody knew about. These people didn't generally know about the promise. They truly didn't know. They didn't know nothing about that promise. They didn't know about the Holy Ghost could be in dwelling where he could walk in you and talk in you and move through you. Miracles would take place, but they didn't know all that. But they waited to receive the power of the Holy Ghost. They waited on God with rejoicing and fasting and praying. <clears throat> they tarried there. Look what the scripture said. Let's look at verse Let's look at that verse. Verse 4 says, Being assembled together with, and with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Today, folks run out there, start a church, 
They're not waiting on, they're not staying in Jerusalem. They're not staying in the house of God where they got saved at until they endure with power, until they train to go out there, until they know the word of God. They're just going out there. They're not going to wait on God. They're not waiting. I don't care what pastor say. I'm not waiting. I'm going to start my church. I'm going to run my revival. I'm going to do my thing. He did his, not knowing that the pastor had to wait on God before he went forward. But now this new age of so-called preachers, they ain't waiting on God for nothing. They're going to tell God what they're going to do. Well, they said, make my request known unto God. So I'm going to tell them I'm going to run a revival. That ain't making a request known unto God. That's telling God what you're going to do. And you're going to get your results. <laughs> it may not be what you're looking for. So they were told to wait in Jerusalem until the promise of God came. It said that they were not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Verse 5. For John truly baptized you with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. You got to get right, stay right, be endowed with power, have your mind right, your heart right, and so you could go forward. You can't go forward without God's power. We can't do this on our own. It's not about us. I said it's not about us. It's about winning souls. Right. Let's move on. Let me let me give you an idea of what waiting God on, on God is. Let me give you a quick idea. Because a lot of people don't understand what waiting on God is. They say, what is waiting on God? How do you wait on God? Well, listen to this. Let me give you a quick idea. Waiting on God means resting in God's timing and activity. Well, taking care of our responsibilities. It doesn't mean while you're waiting on God, don't do nothing. It means you're going to take your bath, wash up, eat your food, depending on the type of waiting of God is. If you're waiting on healing, are you waiting on deliverance? Uh, you got to take medication. Continue to take your medication to God. Bring the healing in your body because God will heal you. Well, you're taking care of your responsibilities. You're taking care of your home, doing what you're supposed to do. The things that, the things that we can do should be as set forth in the word of God. Amen. You hear me? Why are we waiting on God? It should be things that are set forth in the word of God and in the word of God, it tells us to take care of our home. It tells us to take care of our home every day. It tells us to provide for our family. That's what it said. So we should be taking care of the things of God. Then it goes on to say, we are, as it set forth in the word of God, but on one hand, we are to rest and be still. Now run all over the place. This stand opposed to running ahead of God. When you resting in God and being still for him to bring deliverance or whatever he, you need to do, a new car or whatever, you don't go run out there and get one on your own. You let him direct your path. You need a new job. You don't quit the job you have. And they say, God, I'm going to get me another job. And there's no job to get. You ain't got nothing now. And it's, it's running ahead of the Lord and making, taking matters into your own hands and turning on uh, and turning to human strategies, your thinking. That's not waiting on God. That's doing what you want to do. That's not waiting on God. You got to be led and directed by God to do things. 
That's why the scripture said, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. He's not directing your path. If you go on your own path, he's not on that path. You on your own path. You got to allow God to direct your path. So that's why it says here, not using human strategy. Now listen to this. It goes on and says, waiting on God is not like waiting in a line, in a long line at an amusement park. Everybody waiting on the line to go into the music park. It's not like that. We aren't waiting around and doing nothing until our desires are finally met. We are waiting on God to perform what he promised. That's what we're waiting for. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting on God to perform the promises that he said. He said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee and I make thee sick. We got to learn how to wait on God for healing. I'm serious. I always talk to this, tell the story about the lady that uh, uh, was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer. I always tell that story every now and then. And what happened was she went to uh, my pastor and asked him to pray to talk to the Lord and see what the Lord had to say about if he would heal her from the cancer. And then what happened, the pastor went praying. and the Lord told him he, she didn't have no cancer. So he went back and told us, I said, so and so, the Lord said, you don't have no cancer. Would you believe this? Some of her saved friends in, her, in the church and some of her family told don't believe what the pastor says. The doctor told you you have cancer. That's what the doctor told her. That's what those monograms or whatever they used. They said she had cancer. So the pastor did his job. He couldn't tell her not to have the operation. That's not his job. She asked him uh, to seek the Lord. Tell me what the Lord has to say. She told her. He told her. She went and had the operation when they cut her breast open. It wasn't a drop of cancer in her breast. Not a drop. She had no cancer because God ain't dumb. <laughs> God isn't dumb. If God tell you this, not so, it's not so. He already knows. He's our creator. He already knows what's in us and what's not. So after they operated on her, they had to close her back up, blah, blah, blah. She stayed in the hospital for however long she had to stay there for that part of recuperation. Then she came home to recuperate from the operation. Well, so happened a woman fell, slipped in the bathroom, and bust her breast back open and bled to death because there was nobody there with her. She died. An unnecessary operation. When the man of God, she asked the man of God to pray and see what the Lord had to say. The man of God told her what God had to say. And she allowed her friend to reject the voice of God. I'm telling you, waiting on God. You wait on God for a message to come back from God and you turn around and do despite to what the message say. You have a right to suffer because you did despite to what the message said. You waited on God for a message. You got the answer back from God, but you gonna go listen to somebody else. You have every right to suffer the consequences and the consequences for her was death. From an operation she didn't need from the get-go. Oh, they all cried at her from the oh, oh, I can't believe she died. Oh, 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 this unnecessary foolish crying. And they the one that encouraged her to go get an operation. You got to know how to, you got to know God's voice for yourself. You got to get to know God's voice through his word. Oh, man, y'all ain't hearing me today. You got to get to know God's voice for you. Everything ain't God's voice. 
every voice you hear in your head, the Bible tells us there's many voices in the land, though every voice you hear in your head running through you is not the voice of God. You got to know him through his word. His word is solid, it's settled in heaven. Let's move on. Amen, amen. Let's go to Psalm chapter 62. Psalm chapter 62. Psalm chapter 62 and verse 5. Look at that verse. Psalm 62 and verse 5 says, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Oh, well, 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 let's go over that verse again. Just look, look at that verse. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Wait thou only. Don't wait on nobody else. Wait on God. The song used to say, I can go to God in prayer. You can go to God in prayer, but you got to know how to wait after you pray. You can't keep praying over the same thing. Oh, God bless me with a house. Oh, God bless me with a house. Oh, God bless me. God, don't thought God said, don't do that. That's vain repetition. You have to pray and wait. Do you know what? Years ago, not so much now. You went, you got your paycheck and you took your paycheck and you went to the bank and cashed it or deposited. When you deposited the bank, the check in the bank, you had to wait two or three days, days back then for it to clear, am I right? It wasn't instant. You had to wait two or three days for it to uh, declare. Now they have check 21 program, you put that check in there, it's gonna clear the same thing most of the time. Put it in the morning, it's clear by the afternoon. But years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, you had to put that check in the bank. Amen. And wait till it clear. Now, if you wrote checks against that check before you got your paycheck, they may bounce. But you had to wait until those checks were clear. And it's the same thing. When you pray, you wait until God answers the prayer. Amen. I'm gonna say it again. When you pray, you wait until God answers the prayer. You don't just do whatever you want. You got to wait till the clearance come from God to move forward. Amen. It's the same thing with ministry. Everybody running and opening up their churches now and some of them not, have not waited on God. They're just doing it. And some of them don't know if some of the people are right or have uh, vaccinated. They're all kind of stuff. They don't have no protocols in, in place. They don't have everybody wearing masks in the church. They're doing all kind of stuff. They're not putting protocols to protect the people and themselves. You got to wait on God. See, our, our flesh, this stuff, and our head make fools of us. Because we know so much. We think we know more than God, and we do not. We will never know more than God. We have to wait on God. Amen. Waiting on God requires you to do just that way. You apply for a loan, you got to wait till it come through. You ain't spending the money before you got the loan. 
Imagine that you go to a bank and apply for a loan. You got to wait to them and who they approve you for the loan. If they feel like approving you for the loan. You could go in the old whoopity wipe you want. But if you have not been approved for the loan, you're not getting that money. But you got to wait to get their answer. So some people feel it's not necessary to wait on God. Some people feel they don't need to wait on God for anything. I'm saying I know everything already. I can do everything myself. The simplest thing you should wait on God for. Why? Because it can come out better. It may save your life. Yes, because you know how to drive from New York to North Carolina. Doesn't mean you don't need to wait on God for protection. Because you don't know what can happen while you're on the highway. You don't know the other drivers out there. You don't know what's going to take place. It may be a pileup and you're sitting on traffic for an hour a day. I remember some years ago we were driving down to Virginia for the first time in, uh, I think, ever. The uh, uh, what was that? The um, the turnpike was shut down because there was so much fog and nobody couldn't see. I mean, the fog was so dense. They shut the they shut the turnpike down. That was the first in history that I know of. You gotta wait on God. We had to pull over because we couldn't see. We were already out there. We couldn't see. You couldn't see nothing. People were pulling over because they didn't want to hit nothing. You got to wait on God. You got to get God's clearance. You got to get God's direction. You got to get God's moving. So you know when God is moving. So you know that God is with you and what you're doing. You got to get God's clearance. You got to get God's direction. You got to get God's unction. You got to get God. Amen. You have to get God's direction. Look at that verse one more time. My soul. Psalm 62 and 5 says, My soul wait thou only upon God because my personal expectation, what I wanted from him. Who's what you want from? I think that is summing up. Your soul waiting on God. Who's what you want coming from? Amen. When you wait on God, he'll perform his word. When you wait on God, he'll perform his deeds to you. God isn't like us. He don't error. He don't slumber and he don't stutter. People think God study when they talk. God don't stutter. Sorry, don't stutter. Let's move on. Let's go to Lamentations. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 25. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25. Listen to this. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25 says, The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Isn't that something? The scripture says here, Lamentations 3.25, it says something interesting. The Lord is what? Good. 
And the Lord is good to those folks that wait for him for direction. Y'all men wait for a wife. Y'all women wait for a husband. You're waiting on God. You ain't going out there getting it on your own. You're asking for God's direction so you don't get a Lulu. Are you marrying somebody that's marrying you as a cover and they're lesbian or homosexual and you marrying them because you ain't got no direction from God and you go marry them. And why are you at work? I know somebody that did it. I actually know a couple of people that did it. Yes, I do. One individual I met, uh, I met on uh, uh, online, and I got to talk to them. And I got to come to find out he was meeting with some young boy from his church. Why his wife was at work? So I asked him a question: Aren't you afraid your wife will catch you? Oh no, she's at work. I said, boy. Your wife catch her, she gonna kill you behind. There ain't gonna be no mistake. She gonna slice and dice you. She work at a hospital, <laughs> a nurse. She find out you live sleeping with boys like that in her bed. She's gonna kill you behind. Can you hear me? He was bold about it too. And at that, he was a minister. <laughs> he's sleeping with the young boys in the church and he's a minister. Minister of lust, that's what he was. And perverse. Amen. I'll read that scripture again. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him and to the soul that seeketh him. You got to seek God. God is good to those people that wait for him because he's going to do good treasures to them. He's going to bless them. He's going to make ways out of no ways for them. He's going to fill gaps in their lives where it's empty. God is going to make all the difference. Why? Because they waited on him. He love people to wait on him. Because when you wait on him, you're going to get a special attention. Isn't that something? When you wait on the Lord, you're going to get special attention. I like that. Waiting on God for deliverance. Waiting on God for healing. Waiting on God for provision. <clears throat> God likes and is good to them that wait. God likes people that wait on him. He loves them. Waiting on God. Effectively waiting. I ain't talking about doubting. I'm not talking about trying to do it on your own. But you wait on God. Learn how to wait on God. Learn how to trust in God. Learn how to lean and depend on God. Learn how to have God move in your life each day. God is good. And his son is good to them that wait for him. Bow your head. Let me pray for those on the TV broadcast. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you touch every liberal soul watching this television broadcast right now. Meet every need. Break every yoke in their life. Help them to wait on you to receive full kingdom blessing from you. From you in Jesus' name, amen. And in those of you that's not saved watching the broadcast, you can receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ask him to come into your heart in your life and to be your Lord and your personal savior and he'll come in in Jesus name. Let's move on.
that scripture says, the Lord is good unto them that what? Wait for him. You got to wait for the Lord. And to the soul that seeketh him, you got to seek after. Seeking God means you putting time in, learning about God, learning about who he is through his word. You take time to seek the word of God. It's not about running the revivals all over when serving to have back in church. Though he's not talking about when you're seeking God, you're seeking after God, not some famous preacher. The people make a mistake. They think they go to a famous preacher service. They're seeking God. That's not seeking God. You're going to seek after a famous preacher. You want to seek after God? It's right here, right in this Bible. There's many books written about God. Let God direct you on reading some of them. You want to learn more about God, about who he is and what he's capable of doing for you. That's right. You want to learn what God is capable of doing for you individually. For your person, what God can do for Bernard, what God can do for Joe, what God can do for Jill, what God can do for us individually. It's something that we have to do. We have to wait on God. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to Mike, Micah, chapter 7, verse 7. Okay, look at that verse. Micah chapter 7, verse 7. It says, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. I'll read it again. Micah 7 and 7 says, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God. With him. Now that, 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 that's something. That's something to think about, beloved. I will look unto the Lord. I will personally wait. Let's see, this, 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 this is this is interesting. I will wait for the God of my salvation. Did you hear what I just said? You mean that you God is your savior? You gonna wait for him to move in your life. I'm serious. This is how you really get to know God. Amen. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, he become your God. You become part of the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus Christ become Lord of Lord of your life and King of King of your life. And therefore you'll wait. Look at that verse. Verse 7. Therefore I will look unto the Lord. And I will wait for the God of my salvation. I'll wait for God because he is the God of my salvation. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. God the Father, the Lord thy God is the God of my salvation. He authorized my salvation. Amen. I will wait for him. Amen. I will trust him. Glory I will God. lean on him. I will lean on him. 
I will trust him. The Lord thy God is the God of my salvation because he worked. He ordered my step. He ordered me to be saved. Hallelujah. Glory The God of my God. The God of my God. Is the Lord thy God. Because people call Jesus God, but he's the son of the living God. He's the Lord, the Lord and King of Kings. But the Lord thy God is his father. Hallelujah. Father looks after us. I will wait for the God of my salvation. I like, you know the last part of that verse? Look at the last part of that verse. What do we say? My God will hear me. My God ain't that. My God don't have a hearing problem. Oh, I like that. God hears us when we call, when we walk before him, when we sit before me say. He hears us. He sends forth his ministering angel to minister to the people of God. Y'all must think I'm joking. Y'all must think I'm making this up about God sending forth his ministering angels. I ain't making that up. God sent forth his ministering angels to minister to the people of God, to bring people out of bondage, to bring people out of destruction. He sent forth his ministering angels. Not a game, not a joke, not, not, not myth, none of that. He's a deliverer. He'll send forth his ministering angels to bring you out of darkness into his marvelous life. You got to make the way. We have to wait on him. <coughs> Excuse me. To make the way. We have to wait on God to make the way for us. And he will. He don't fail. This, story, this scripture here tells us something so important. Therefore, I you you gotta when you when you I always tell you I always say this. You got to realize that God is only looking for personal relationship. He's only looking for personal relationship with people. That's why the scripture said, "Therefore, I, me, you gotta put yourself there, me, me. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord." I will wait for my God. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. <laughs> you see that? When we wait on God, you got to wait with expectancy. Oh, unbelief is not waiting on God. <clears throat> Well, I don't know if God can do it. I don't know. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't know if he's able to do it. Oh, no, no, no. God, God. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. God ain't answering your prayers. God is not getting involved in your prayers until you get rid of that double-minded spirit. Ask him to deliver you from it. You got to pray in faith and expect God Amen. to move. You, the individual, have to pray in faith and expect God to move. Oh, yeah, listen. When you wait on God, you can strengthen yourself in him. 
you can strengthen your walk in him. But one of the things about waiting on God is you have to separate yourself from a lot of foolishness, a lot of people. Well, you're really waiting on God because you want to hear from God. You can't, you can't hear from God around a whole lot of people. <clears throat> I just told you the story about the lady that waited on the pa my pastor to give her an answer from God. She got the answer from God, but she had all those people around her. She couldn't hear, she couldn't judge properly. And so she listened to what they said about what God said, told the man of God, whom she asked to go seek God. And she knew the man was in tune with God. That's what kills me. <clears throat> she knew that that man was actually in tune with God and walked with God and God spoke to him. Why go ask him if he was going to listen to your friends anyway? That don't even make sense. Not to me. That don't make sense. You've got to wait patiently upon God. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Peter. <clears throat> Second Peter Chapter 3 And verse 9 Look at that verse Second Peter chapter 9 <clears throat> I want to read I want you to understand this verse 2 Peter chapter 9, 3, verse 9. It said, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffers to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'll read it again slowly. <clears throat> the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But his long suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, I give you a great answer about waiting on God. God's not slack. God's not slack concerning his promises. The problem is we don't know how to wait. Yeah, amen. We fret over everything. You got to learn how to wait on God. Waiting on God isn't a good feeling. Waiting is waiting. Okay, you waiting at the light. You waiting at the light. And you wait. And some lights are longer than others, and you wait. Now you getting upset because you got to wait. You want to go. You got to go to work. Matter of fact, there used to be a light where I, 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 a job I worked many years ago. This was funny about this light. This light was the same way in early morning, 7 o'clock and midnight. It was always the same. It was a turning light. <clears throat> now, this particular turning light stayed red for about a minute and a half to two minutes. And I'm telling you when I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I need to be to work at 8, 15, 8, 30. Man, if I miss that light, I'm going to be late. I worked in management in the store, and uh, some of the other managers told me somebody had they had to open the store, and I had to be the first one there. Blah blah blah. If you miss that light, you had to wait, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. And you ain't happy, wait. <clears throat> Not when you're rushing to work. Y'all got to play it. That light ain't changing. Me and my wife was driving over there one day. She said, "Oh, this light is so long." She didn't know. I already knew. That is forever long. 
I used to hate that life when I had to make that turn in the morning and go into the into the mall. I hated that life. I still hate it. It was so long. I tell you something. You run it, they're gonna give you a ticket. <laughs> I wonder if they got a law like that to see what people going to do. It's a long life. But look at this verse here. Verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, just like that life. Amen. That life got you waiting. And you waiting. And you waiting. And you waiting. And then you're behind somebody. And they, not, they may not even be that fast a driver. They may say, have you ever seen a slow motion turner? Well, we, sometimes you get the slow motion turner, they turn in their car in slow motion, and you want them to get out of your way so you can go. And they driving slow. Like they driving one of them old manual cars where you had to keep turning the wheel and keep turning the wheel and turning the wheel to get it to turn. And it's funny when you see people like, hey, you want them to get out of my way? I got to go. Because you know once that light turns, you're still there. <laughs> and that's how a lot of us are. We jump the light or we behind something that's holding us back. And now we got to wait longer. Or we went and followed somebody and we messed up what we were waiting for. Now we got to go right back and start God and repent and ask God to help us again with the same thing. We got to, now we got to wait again. That's why the scripture said the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, but some men count slackness because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not waiting on God. They're not waiting on God. And because they're not waiting on God, they count God slack. They count him slack because they ain't moving fast enough, but they ain't told when the man ain't gonna move. If you're not on my block, how are you coming to see me? Come on. If you're not on my block, how are you coming to my house? I want to know how are you coming to my house. If you're not, I'm coming to see you. I'm, are you coming? When, when are you coming here? Oh, I'm, I'm there now. You ain't on my block. You ain't at my house. It's the same thing with waiting on God. You got to go to God in prayer and wait. Leave it at the altar and wait on God. Go about your daily business and wait on God to perform the thing. You got to wait. You got to learn how to wait on God. Waiting is no feeling. Stop this foolishness about you feeling waiting. There ain't no feeling and waiting on God. It's another thing about healing. Everybody think healing is a feeling. It is not. Healing is healing. Deliverance is deliverance. When God healed me out of that honey, I ain't feel nothing. Nothing. Zinc. Zero, God healed. That's simple. I didn't feel nothing. When I got saved, I didn't see no thunder and lightning. Some people did. Did you see thunder and lightning when you got saved? Some people see thunder and lightning. When I got saved, oh no, when I got the first time I got baptized in the water, you know, the preacher asked me, How do you feel? <laughs> you know me, man, then. I told, I had to repent. I lied. I didn't know. You might not call it a lie because I told him I feel good. I felt wet as a wet, wet. Why? Because I got that old, real fashioned baptism with him submerging. I didn't feel nothing. I just got saved. I didn't know what he was talking about. How do you feel? 
I was white. How do you think I'm up there? I was. No, I wasn't gonna be dis disrespectful and tell him that. He might have laid hands on me. No, I just said I feel good, and I'm saying to myself, I'm soaking wet. I don't feel nothing but water. I'm just being honest. I waited to be baptized. Then I had I waited to be baptized. They said the day, and I went and be baptized. I've been baptized twice. Three times. I think twice. The second time I got baptized, I was waiting for the mask to ask me how I feel. I was going to tell them, what? <laughs> no, everybody don't have those super spiritual experiences when they get baptized. Oh, I get saved. You get saved and you get baptized. Everybody, I mean, whoa, whoa. I see. I see heaven open. I see it. Everybody ain't seen it. Some people be lying anyway. They don't be seeing nothing. They just be souping people up. People jumping up and down. Yeah. I'm not one of those folks. But the scripture says, God is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. But as long suffering that we would get right, not will let any of us should or perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants us all to be saved. Of course we don't all want to be saved. Of course not. It's easy to do death. Righteous, but <clears throat> the Bible is very plain about this, beloved. Be sure your sins will find you out, they'll tell on you. Let's move on. Let's go now to Psalms 27. Let's start talking about the good benefit of waiting on God. The next few scriptures about benefits only. Benefits of waiting on God. Psalms 27 and 14 says, wait on the Lord and be of good, be, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I'm gonna read it again. <clears throat> It's a popular scripture. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say on the Lord, Psalm 27 and 14, but I want you to understand. God wants to strengthen your heart in the midst of your waiting. Amen. God wants to strengthen your heart in the midst of your trial, in the midst of the test that you're going through. Why you wait on him? He wants to strengthen your heart and give you strength. Look at that verse. It says, wait on the Lord and do what? Do what? Do what? Be of good courage. Don't be discouraged. Be of good courage that he's going to heal you, that he's going to deliver you, that he's going to bring you out. Amen. Listening to the testimonies of the sisters, Pastor T's service this morning, how many of those women God healed, delivered them and healed and brought healing into their body from all types of cancer, breast cancer. And some doctors didn't do what they were supposed to do, made matter worse. And some of these, well, these women, they waited on God even in the midst of the suffering and the going through. 
one lady had, I think it was four times, she was uh, four times she was diagnosed with breast, breast cancer. And she stood. There was different type of cancer four times. And she testified that they told her, they gave her nine months to live. She told them, you could say I got nine months to live, but I'm a living in Jesus' name. And she lived. These are years later, she's still alive, testifying that God is able. Amen. You got to learn how to wait on God even in the midst of your suffering. I'm telling you, you got to wait on God when nothing makes sense. Nothing. Absolutely nothing is making sense to you. Nothing. The bills you got, the responsibilities you got to take care of, there's no money there, nothing ain't making no sense. No, I'm telling you, nothing will be making no sense. But there's a secret. Look at that verse. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Did you hear what I said? Can you imagine that in the midst of all the bills you got, you're excited. You still rejoicing and praising God instead of sitting in the corner feeling sorry for yourself. You praise God in the midst of what's going on. You praise Him anyhow. Hallelujah. You praise God, you praise God, you praise God. I don't care how bad it looks. You keep rejoicing in God. You keep magnifying God. You keep lifting up God. You keep blessing God. And they might say he's crazy. That man got so many bills. <laughs> you keep praising God. They go, they're gonna repossess your car. They're gonna they they, they go they're gonna repossess your home. They're going to foreclose on your home. And you keep praising God. And you keep worshiping God. And you keep blessing God. And God inhabits the praising of his people. When you wait on God, that's what it means. Wait. Do you know when you're going to a hospital operation, you know what you got to do? You got to wait for them to do the operation. You're not doing the operation yourself. You got to wait on the doctor to come. They got to scrub their hands up and they got to go through all these. Some of them got to get drunk before they do the operation anyway. And they got to scrub their hands and come on, put on their masks and all that. You don't even want to make wear masks, but they're going to put on their masks, their gloves, and then they're going to come. And you better hope they don't drop nothing inside your body because many, a lot of them do that. They drop some of the stuff in the tools in your body and so, so you up, but they forgot. It happened many times. I'm not making it up that many times. But you still got a way, beloved. But the scripture here says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and see, number one, benefit. He will strengthen thy heart. Benefit number one. Amen. Benefit number one of waiting on God. He's going to strengthen your heart. And that's something. He's going to strengthen your heart, beloved. Let's go on to more benefits of waiting on God. Let's go to Psalms chapter 40. We're talking about waiting on God and the benefits of waiting on. We talked about uh, our people waiting on God and doing their own thing, but let's talk about having the benefits of waiting. He don't just want you to wait. He got some benefits for you, beloved. God got some yummy, yummy benefits for you. <clears throat> I like the yummy. I'm not going to tell you my yummies, but I love the yummy. I like the yum, 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 ice cream, cookie stuff. I'm not going to tell you what kind. That's my secret. <clears throat> well, you want to know a little joke about yummies? Well, I was in Florida with my family, my brothers and sisters, my mother. Well, <clears throat> I brought some of my yummies down here, right? 
But me, man, I took them yummies out the back. My brother and my sister eyes just about lit up. They were excited. Oh, I like those. But no, you don't. Yes, I do. I eat them all the time. I'm like, oh my God. And then my baby sister had gave me some um banana bread. Oh, I like that. They like banana bread too. I had to cut my banana bread up and give them piece of my yummy. They wanted, they wanted, they wanted part of those yummy. <clears throat> so God got benefits. I was waiting on him. Okay, Psalms 40. <clears throat> Psalms 40 and chapter. Psalms 40 and verse 1. Look at what it's look at that verse. Starting at verse 1 to 3. Look at what it said. Look at what it said, beloved. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined his ear unto me. He brought me up also out of one, a merry clay out of the mess you in. Number one, that's a benefit. He'll bring you out of it. Number two, he'll set your foot upon a rock. He'll rise you up. Number three, he'll establish your bones. Let me read it again. I waited on the Lord. I waited patiently on, for the Lord. And he inclined his ear unto me and heard my cry. He'll listen to you. He'll hear you. Let's do that as number one. Number two, he brought me up also out of a merry clay. A heart of a merry clay. That's number two. Number three, he set my feet upon the rock. Number three. He established my going. Oh my God, God is ahead of my going. That's number four. Now verse three. He had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto my God. Many shall see it and fear and, and shall trust in the Lord. The Lord will put a new song in your mouth. Why? Because he established your going. He gave you something to sing about. He gave you something more now to rejoice about. He gave you something more, more, more to testify about. And he's able. We heard people preaching about God is able. I'm showing you right here in the scripture where he's able. Oh, my gosh. Look at those verses again. One more time. One more time. One more time. Verse 1 of Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord, and what? Number 1, he inclined his ear unto me and heard me. Number 2, verse 2, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit of the merry clay. Number 3. Number 4, he set my foot upon a rock. Number 5, he established my going. Number 6, in verse 3 it says, he had put a new song in of even praise. Wait, he had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Oh my gosh, God is awesome. And many shall fear. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. That's beautiful. Let's go on to some more benefits. Let's go to chapter, let's go to Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Let's talk about some more benefits. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 40, verse 30 says, 31 says, listen to this. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up as wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Look at that again. Look at that again. But they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings as eagles, and they shall run and not faint. As they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. If you know anything about eagles, they stretch out their wings. Now, eagles, listen to this. Eagles isn't just a little bird. Eagles have the ability. Listen to this. I've seen an eagle pick up a, a, a ram. Big ram. They'll take on a bear and tower. Let's the bear up. Take it home for the, the young ones to eat it. And the thing about the bells, uh, the, the eagle is this. They have that eye. They, 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 you could be the fish could be way down in the water. They got those big eyes. Them eyes that's capable of zeroing in. And that fish don't know the eagle way up in the sky. The lion, the tiger, the bear, all of them. They all got to get close up to grab the fish, not the eagle. Not the eagle. What the eagle do? He see that fish from the ground. Or that rabbit from the sky. He see it down on the ground and it don't see him. And all of a sudden, you hear me. You when it makes that sound, it's collected. It is collected whatever it's, it's set an eye on. And that's why the scripture says here in Isaiah 40. Look at Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not hallelujah. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God don't want us fainting in the way. God don't want us to run out without waiting on him. God don't want us to faint, pass out, be weary, discouraged. He wants us to be strong in the Lord while we wait on him. I'm telling you, waiting is not a good feeling. But you got to be encouraged. You got to take courage. And let God strengthen your heart. I'm waiting on God for things. Yes, I am. I'm going to wait. And then I'm going to testify to you. But I'm testifying in advance that God going to do. Amen. And then when it's done in the physical, I'll tell you what he did. But I testify that God is going to perform what he's promised me, what he said in his word. Well, one thing that God said in the word with long life without satisfying me, showing my salvation, I'll tell you that. I'm expecting that so I can testify to that. That's one thing. That's just one thing. God wants us to renew our strength and be strong in him. God wants us to run and not be weary. God wants us to walk and not faint. You got to wait on God. You got to do it God's way. You got to do it the holy, godly way. Only way to do it. Okay, let's move on real quick. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 64. We're just about finished. 
Isaiah chapter 64. And verse 4. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 64 says, Since the beginning, for since the beginning of the world, men, yes, I, Isaiah 64 and verse 4. Isaiah 64 and verse 4. And it says, For since the beginning of the world, Men have not heard, nor perceived by ear, neither have I seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him and waited for. Him. Amen. I'll read it again. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by ear, neither have I seen, O God, beside thee, what he hadn't prepared for him that waited for him. And in the New Testament it said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered in the hearts of the things, in the hearts of many things that God prepared for them that wait for him. Amen. Nobody. The word of God is true. Nobody knows the things that God has prepared for you. But there's a catch. You gotta wait. You got to walk before God. You got to live before God. Talk before God in righteousness. And wait for him. And he has things. The Bible also say, no good thing would he withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. He wants to bless you. He wants to satisfy you. He wants to bless you going in. He wants to bless you coming out. He wants to magnify you every step of the way. God wants to bless your life. God wants to encourage your life. He wants you to wait on it. He wants you to be obedient and wait for victory. He don't want you sitting in a corner. Feeling sorry for yourself, feeling defeated, feeling like the whole world is against you. He doesn't want. He wants you to rejoice in him. He wants you to magnify his name for his greatness and his wonderful works to us children of men. Deliverance is something that we all can attain. We have to be willing. The Bible says, whosoever will, let them come. Whosoever is willing to wait on God will see the victories from God. We'll see, oh my gosh. I've heard so many testimonies. I've seen God move myself when we wait on him. Our head, I'm going to tell you something. Your head will be telling you all kinds of things, but you got to wait on God. You got to override your head and go by what the word of God say. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I see, but I'm moved by what God works. And God said he will perform his word. Amen. He said no good thing was he was a whole from him that walked upright. He before him. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. You know, today's message is a simple message about waiting on God. I'll tell you something. 
I'd rather wait on God than do things on my own because at the end of the day, I need God to help me get through what's going on around me. We live in a day where all kind of crazy stuff takes place. But the truth is, you you really you really have to wait on God. For the power of God to come down in your life. Healing and deliverance come. People, people are wishing that it'll go back the way it used to be. People think it's going to go back the way it used to be last year, or 2019, or 2018. Beloved, do not deceive yourself. I don't care what prophet told you. It's never going back the same because we're at the end of the age. Different things are going to take place. All the people that died through the pandemic outbreak are not coming back. So therefore, it cannot go back. It cannot go back. It cannot go back. Those people cannot be replaced. Those husbands, those wives, those pastors, those teachers, those policemen, they ain't coming back. It's just like with 9-11, when all those uh, uh, firemen and all of them got killed in the building. People were hoping that it would go back the way it was before. How? How? Over 3,000 people died that day. How are they, how are they coming back? Then people wind up getting all kind of cancer and die. How are they coming back? Stop living in la-la day. La-la land. And wake up. And walk with God. And wait on him to perform his word in your life. Stop, 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 stop. I, I can't get it. I hear people talk about, oh, I wish it was like it was before. It ain't going back there. It ain't going back. <clears throat> This is the only thing. The word of God is the only thing that's guaranteed that's not going to change. Did you hear me? The Bible, the word of God is already settled in heaven. I don't care how many translations they do on earth. I don't care how many times they translate this big Bible, pull, try to pull scripture out of it, fix it the way they want. The word of God is already settled in heaven. God said, be holy, but I am holy. That's not changing. It's I am a holy God. That's not changing. I don't care what man do. That's not changing, beloved. That's not changing. You're fooling yourself. I don't care what translation of Bible you live. Read. The Bible in heaven says God is holy. He said, peace follow all men of holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. That's the script. I don't write if there's anybody listening to this broadcast, watching this video right now, and you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, this is an opportunity for you to get saved and give your life to the Lord and let him do something for you. Let him do something special for you today, right now. Now you head with me. Let's Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to come into my heart and my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Save me right now. Sanctify me, baptize me, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Open my eyes that I might see what you're saying. Open my understanding of your word as I read it. Become the Lord and Savior of my life today. In Jesus, amen. Now, listen, beloved, you can go to the website, www.tabernacleofdeliveranceinc.org. You can leave a prayer request. 
you can leave a testimony of what God is doing, and you also can become a partner and help us with the ministry and help us to maintain the ministry, the TV broadcast, the podcast, other things that we're doing. Well, I'll be updating the website uh, soon with some other additional information that'll be very beneficial to you. But until then, we'll review the information we have. We have Bible study on Wednesday night at 8.15. And you could go on the website on Tuesday night or Wednesday before 8.15 and pull the, the Bible study lesson off. And we have Bible study right here at 8.15 on Wednesday night Eastern time. Until Wednesday night, I'll uh, see our Sunday. I'll see you again. And remember, we don't love. Get what God has for you individually. Don't base it off nobody else. What's up?